Warning. The following contains massive spoilers for the designated series. Listener discretion is advised. You're listening to The Television Archive, the show where we, the television-loving hordes of the internet, take a deep dive into what used to be in our beloved media. My name is Thomas Clark, and this is Batman 1966. Today, we be discussing season two episode 38 titled the joker's hard times this episode picks up of course right where the last one left off the joker has batman and robin tied down underneath a comically large meteorite at the center of this solar system display there's a thermite stick jammed into saturn and it's rotating around. It's going to burn through the cable holder, hold, holdering, holding up the meteorite. The meteorite is going to fall down and crush Batman and Robin brutally. They're going to die. Oh no, what's going to happen? The worst is yet to come. God, I love this arc. <laughs> it's so good. It's so goddamn good. So... We get this grand escape. Uh, Batman is able to loosen his bonds slightly, just enough to get his batarang and throw it at the thermite like, eh, eh, eh. That's enough to knock the thermite down, uh, so it's not going to burn through the cable, but it will burn through his bonds. So he frees himself, frees Robin, and they are able to get away before the thermite randomly explodes. Whatever. So anyway, Batman and Robin are free! Yay! That was really easy. Almost disappointingly so, but who cares? The rest of this arc is so damn good. While all this is happening, the Joker has stopped by the commissioner's office again to be like, Hey, Batman and Robin are dead. Also, I'm going to steal the Statue of Justice down there. Now, uh, be frozen. Uh, He paralyzes Gordon and O'Hara. And then he goes down to the ground and is like, Okay, let's steal the Statue of Justice. So Joker's goons get the Statue of Justice onto a truck. And they leave. But as they're leaving, uh, Gordon and O'Hara snap out of their paralyzed trance. And they're like, sound the alarm! The Joker's stealing the statue! So now all the cops are going to stop Joker. But Joker outsmarts them. By just getting in the driver's seat of a police car. So, automatically, he's good. What? 
Like, no one questions this dude in a police car that looks exactly like the Joker. And he's sitting in there giving the cops orders. Like, after them, they went that way. And they just go with it. Even though this dude looks exactly like the Joker, no one questions it because, hey, he's in the driver's seat of a police car. Clearly he's cool. Clearly he's fine. You know what? This is like literally any time I go into GTA and steal a police car and then get a wanted level because logic... And then I'm just driving around trying to shake the police, screaming, Stop chasing me! I'm one of you! For no other reason than it's funny to me. That's what the Joker's doing here, except this time it's inexplicably working. So the Joker just goes in a police car, just runs... Just drives away. And just to make sure no one picks up his scent, he occasionally gets on the radio and is like, This is cause such and such. I see the truck on the on the street. On this street here. Go after them. And he just keeps picking up the radio, says he's different cars, and it's like, Hey, they're here. Now they're here. Now they're here. Now they're here to keep the police busy. And for a while, even Batman and Robin are convinced by this for some reason, even though Joker does nothing to change his voice. Batman and Robin are like, okay, I guess we gotta go to this street. Okay, I guess we gotta go to this street. Ah, Joker probably has some uh, some high-tech thingamabob that's allowing him to speed boost. Oh, they're on this street now. They're on this street now. They're on this street now. And then they're just going along with the Joker until they finally get some common sense and are like, oh yeah, this is bullshit. And the thing that, God, the thing that puts them over the edge is not, this is the Joker's voice. It's, oh, this street he said they were going west on is a north-south street. I mean... They caught on to the obvious ruse, so I guess that's a win, but still. That's what put him over the edge? Really? That? What? <laughs> anyway, Batman goes over the, gets over the radio and says, uh, Hey, uh, everything on this wavelength, uh, ignore it. It's probably the Joker. And Joker's like, Damn it! Batman destroyed my very, very obvious ruse. Whatever. It's fine. So, Joker gets away. And then, they look at the rare art map. And they're like, oh, Joker's next target obviously has to be the Golden Scorpion at this jewelry store place that Joker just hit in the last part. They're going to hit it again. That is incredibly inefficient. They really should have just done it in one go. Take the twins, take the scorpion. 
It's fine. But no, they got to overcomplicate it. And you know who goes to get the golden scorpion? You know who goes to steal the golden scorpion? Freaking Venus, the femme fatale of this episode. She turned again. This woman has no form of loyalty at all. She just flip-flops whenever the plot demands it. It's stupid. But whatever. It's fine. It's totally fine. So she goes in, posing as a cop. And she's like, someone's gonna steal this golden scorpion. I need to see the golden scorpion. And... This jewelry store owner, like an idiot, not recognizing that this is the same girl that stole the twins before, takes out the golden scorpion and shows it to her. And she's like, just as I thought, a fake. I'm taking this to the station. And just as she's walking away, the jewelry store guy is like, The scorpion's a fake? And Venus turns around and is like, No, the scorpion's not a fake. I am! And then just freezes the dude's foot to the ground. Somehow. And then she leaves. Batman and Robin show up later as the dude's just getting his foot carved out from the floor. And by that I mean... The floor around him is being carved out. So he's just going to walk around with a piece of floor stuck to his foot for all of time, I guess. Or at least until he takes off that shoe. And he's like, ah, where were you when I needed you? But don't worry, if anyone can get that scorpion and the twins back, you can Sending some very mixed messages. So then Batman and Robin think back to more signs of the Zodiac. Uh, There's the Archer that the Joker will get at some point. They're just getting extremely lucky in guessing which one he's going to go for next, by the way. It's a huge plot hole that they never address. And they're thinking, okay, what relates to the Archer? Oh, uh, this millionaire, Bowman. Gonna kidnap Bowman. So they go over to Bowman's place. Uh, Joker gets there first and starts the kidnapping process. But then Batman and Robin show up and they're like, hey, don't you kidnap Bowman. And then Joker's like, oh yeah? Well, screw you. If you come any closer, I'm going to kill Venus. Except she works for me now, so this is a really dumb plan. I mean, it probably would be more effective to just say I killed Bowman at this point, but whatever. But then as soon as this happens, Venus turns again. And it's like, Batman, I'm sorry. I I never meant for this to happen. I'm ashamed of all my crimes. 
Jesus Christ. I swear to God, she cannot make up her mind. It's ridiculous. Are you a good guy or are you a bad guy? Pick one. Because this back and forth garbage is getting real dumb. Real fast. Anyway. I don't even remember how. Joker escapes, but he escapes anyway, through some madness. And Venus is alive, and Bowman's not kidnapped, so they succeeded in no ways but the one that's actually important. And Robin goes to check on Bowman, and Batman and Venus are flirting a bunch. And now Venus is gonna help them. Yay! So they just leave Bowman on the ground, passed out for whatever reason. Uh, and Venus takes them to where the Joker are keeping, where, where the Joker is keeping the opera singer that was kidnapped last part. It's, it's, a, yeah, it's this record store. So Batman and Robin go in. Immediately a fight breaks out with Joker's henchmen. Boom, bam, pow. Vronk at one point. <laughs> the highly, highly sophisticated, totally real word, Vronk. I almost said Bronk, which would have been equally stupid. But anyway, they take out all the Joker's henchmen, and then they free the opera singer. Who's like, ah, my voice isn't great now. I gotta do very, very loud vocal warm-ups to get it back to normal. So what results is a conversation of Batman just yelling in the dude's ear. What happened? What did Joker do while you were kidnapped? Uh, the opera singer is like, uh, I, I paid Joker his $100,000 ransom that he demanded and he didn't turn off that garbage music I was forced to listen to. What bank will we cast a check at? Uh, Gotham National. Okay! And Batman's getting really pissed about this, by the way. You can tell in his mannerisms, like, he's getting annoyed. He just cannot accept this bullshit. And he's like, okay, I guess we'll, uh... We'll stop that check from being cashed. And then Commissioner Gordon, as if he had any opportunity to have... As if he had any opportunity to have knowledge of any of that, is like, Don't bother, Batman. Uh, the, the cash was already checked two hours ago. Okay, one. How would you know that? Two. How would you know that's even a thing that needed to be known? This is very sketchy. It's very sketchy what Commissioner Gordon is doing right now. He is setting a very bad precedent for himself. But whatever, Batman and Robin are thinking about... Uh, all the signs of the Zodiac that are left. Uh, they get to Pisces, the fish. And Batman's like, Hey, uh, the International Society of Zoologists are in town. And they brought with them this, like, exotic fish thing that's worth a lot of money. It's 
probably that. There's no other possibility but that as Joker's next target. So Batman, Robin, and Venus race over to uh, the zoologist fountain thing where the fish is being held. They're literally holding the fish in a public fountain. It's really weird. And... They're there, they talk with the zoologists who are very excited that Batman's taking an interest in science. And then Joker shows up and throws fish at everybody and steals the fish. And it's like, yay, I got this fish. Bye. So Batman and Robin go after him in the Batmobile. Venus gets captured immediately. And... They're racing after Joker, and Joker and his henchmen are shooting at them. Batman tells Robin to get down and keep your hands in the car at all times. Uh, I'm not sure if they're doing a car chase or an amusement park ride at this point, but whatever. Uh, They're going after Joker. Uh, They follow him to uh, his hideout. Where Joker and his henchmen immediately hide. And Batman and Robin just get caught in a net. Like, instantly. It's really dumb. (laughs) It's a really dumb, stupid, immediate capture moment. So Batman and Robin are captured. Venus is captured. And now, we get our cliffhanger. Yes, there are two cliffhangers in this arc. Because this is, indeed, as I have said... Our first three-parter. And this cliffhanger, I think, is better than the first by a long shot. So, (laughs) Batman, Robin, and Venus are in this pond. Joker brags for a bit. And then he's like, oh, there's a hungry clam over there. It's gonna eat you. And this clam is cartoonishly large. It is like the size of... Five people. Five normal-sized people and two fat people. It's the size. <laughs> I was make, about to make a very bad joke at the expense of, uh, the expense of my elders. Uh, but who cares? I hate this idiot. He's the size of my father. <laughs> who was very large. <laughs> like he it just towers over Batman, Robin, and Venus. And then after the Joker leaves, the clam immediately eats Robin. So Robin's been eaten by the clam, his foot sticking out of the clam's mouth, and you could just see it twitching. It's so savage. It, like it's just brutal. This is the most brutal anything ever. And that's where the episode ends. Tune in next time. Same bat time. Same bat channel. Oh my god, I love this arc so much. It's so great. It's so perfect. So much is happening. They cram so much into a single episode. It's so good. (laughs) We got like five arcs worth of material in just two thirds of this thing. It's amazing. (laughs) Ah, man. I cannot wait 
to talk about the conclusion of this thing. I cannot wait to discuss how the hell this thing ends. It's gonna be so good. <laughs> it's gonna be so freaking good. I can't wait. <laughs> if you like this, favorite the podcast, anchor.fm slash TV archive so that you can be here every single Monday through Friday as I go through every single episode of this and other shows. Uh, You can also find it on pretty much whatever podcatcher app you prefer. Feel free to call in as well. It's as simple as just a push of a button on the Anchor app. I will play those on the show from time to time if you feel so inclined to send those in. Follow me on Twitter and Instagram, TomTom4468, and support the show. Patreon.com slash Thomas Clark. Pledge just a dollar a month. I appreciate everything I get through there. Tomorrow we will be discussing Season 2, Episode 39. Talk to you then.